0: Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm going to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy, and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. Picture this. It's Friday night, and it has been a crazy stressful week. And guess what? You deserve a night out. So you head to your favorite Mexican restaurant and you end up eating all the chips and salsa before dinner because they always bring you chips and salsa and you were so hungry. Then you order some enchiladas, you have a big strawberry margarita plus dessert. Now the next moment you were probably feeling pretty good, wired, maybe a little bit tipsy, but then an hour later goes by and you are making a beeline to the couch to either eat some more dessert or to just pass out in front of the movie because you are so tired. So what is going on? Why is your body responding in this way? Well, let me break it down on a physiological level. First, you've just downed a lot of sugar with dinner, from the chips, the enchilada, the margarita dessert, the whole thing, right? And your body is experiencing a physical and an emotional roller coaster after having too much sugar. Now why the emotional roller coaster? We often don't think about this part, but it's because the minute you put that margarita or that sugar-laden food in your mouth, You get a surge of dopamine, which is a feel-good hormone with addictive properties. Then, as blood sugar floods your bloodstream, the pancreas releases insulin to control the blood sugar spike. This suppresses the fullness hormone leptin, which makes your brain give you the green light to eat more chips, more margaritas, or more candy, or maybe down a pint of ice cream, whatever it may be. Now, as this glucose is being rapidly digested due to the fast influx of insulin, your spiked dopamine and blood sugar levels fall quickly, landing you in a blood sugar crash. Now, when it comes to blood sugar crashes, which I have personally seen with wearing my continuous glucose monitor, I will have to say that it really depends on the person, on what you ate, and when you ate it. Even sometimes... In the order that you ate food, so there's a lot of factors that are determining this blood sugar crash. Because of that, a blood sugar crash can take effect in 15 minutes, which is really, really fast, or it could take a couple of hours after eating. For example, I want to share with you something that happened to me earlier this week, because I've been wearing a continuous glucose monitor for about 10 days now. And earlier this week, we brought over dinner to our best friend's house from a place called Flower Child. Now, this place, this food restaurant has really healthy food, and instead of soda fountains, they have all these amazing iced teas, and they also have a couple of really sexy lemonades. Now, on this particular night, I chose for the four adults to, I I chose decaf asahi iced tea, and for three of the iced teas, so for my husband and our best friends, I added a small amount of their signature rose petal lemonade. I like topped off an eighth of the iced tea with this lemonade. Well, in the commotion of trying to load up Kingston and get everything in the car, I mixed up all of the iced teas and I didn't know which of the the four was mine that had no lemonade at all in it. So I ended up trying a couple of them and I couldn't figure it out. So I decided to start drinking one and I knew that one way or the other, I was going to find out if I had one with a lemonade or not. So about 30 minutes later, I checked my CGM and oh my goodness. My blood sugar shot up like a hockey stick. Obviously, I drank one of the three with a little bit of lemonade. My blood sugar went from 76 milligrams per deciliter to 165 milligrams per deciliter. Now, I want to just kind of break down a little bit of this. Ideally, when you eat a meal or you drink a beverage, you want to stay within the zone, the optimal zone of 70 milligrams per deciliter to 110. So you should never go over 110 in a meal, ideally. And I blew right past 110 over to 165. That was a 87 milligram per deciliter spike, which is crazy. It it looked like a hockey stick. And I want to just note a couple of things about this because this was a huge spike. One that I've only seen one time before when I had half of a tall frappuccino with only one pump of the espresso mix. I saw a similar massive spike. So first thing to note here is that I was eating dinner around 6.30 p.m. and I know that anything past 5.30, I become more insulin resistant. And the later it gets, the more insulin resistant I get. And that's the case for all of us. Our bodies are just slowing down for the night. Number two, I drank the iced tea with lemonade before I ate anything else. So I didn't have anything to blunt the liquid sugar from hitting my bloodstream at a rapid rate hence the massive spike. And third, I just wanna just take a moment and talk about liquid sugar. Because even though it wasn't a lot of liquid sugar, right? I didn't even taste the sugar in this drink. It just tasted like tart, no sugar iced tea. I wanna emphasize that liquid sugar calories are the very worst calories we can consume, especially when you drink them on their own with nothing else, basically with like no food. They will sabotage you faster than anything else and cause major inflammation. Research demonstrates that liquid sugar drinks is probably the biggest contributor to prediabetes and type 2 diabetes. It's definitely in the top five contributors today. Shame on all the companies making crazy liquid sugar drinks, right? So I want you to know that it took me over 24 hours after drinking this iced tea with a little bit of lemonade to recover back to my average blood sugar range, which is between 70 and 74 milligrams per deciliter. So what's important to note here is that it really depends on what you're consuming, right? That's gonna have this big blood sugar crash. And man, you should have seen the crash. It went up and then it slammed back down in like 30 to 45 minutes is how fast it happened. And then again, it took me several more hours, many, many, many more hours to even recover from that rebound. So it's important to know that oftentimes when we experience blood sugar crashes, especially morning or middle of the day, and you haven't had anything else besides that sugar, your body's instinct is to eat more sugar so that it can recover from the blood sugar crash and you can get that energy that you need to get through your day. And it's in that moment, whether you overeat or overconsume a candy bar or a flavored coffee drink or just a ton of sugar, that it's critical to stabilize your blood sugar so that you stop the crazy roller coaster. And not going to lie, it can be very hard to not give into your brain that is sending you strong signals to eat more sugar to stop that crash. So how do you do that, right? How do you even get in front of it? So what I want to do is I want to share five fast and effective ways that you can stabilize your blood sugar after overeating or consuming a lot of sugar, like in the form of a venti chocolate chip frappuccino or an entire bag of chips or an entire bag of cookies or a pint of ice cream, even if it's cashew milk ice cream, right? It's still got sugar in it. So here is the first of the five tips that I recommend. Number one, go for a 20 to 30 minute walk or walk stairs for like five to 10 minutes. Resist the temptation to nap after eating too much. You want to get your body moving. This will help your muscles use that blood sugar instead of just storing it in your liver or eventually just storing it in your fat cells. Now, I have an entire episode devoted to the benefits of walking after a meal, especially after dinner. Gosh, especially after a dinner on a Friday night or any (laughs) night for that week. Or after you have overate, like you just know that you just ate a lot of stuff and most of it probably had sugar in it, you know you're going to have that big blood sugar spike. This was episode 340 and the title was taking a 20-minute walk after dinner is one of the best things that you can do for your metabolic health and honestly, your overall health. So definitely go and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. I share so much research on the nuances of when to walk or when to you know, go and do some movement after you consume something. Now, I will say, if you were to have, you know, a sweet tea or a frappuccino or a milkshake or a gelato, the best time to walk is literally while you're consuming it so that your muscles are consuming that rapid blood sugar as fast as you're putting it into the body. So just a heads up there. Um, and I've tested this. I've looked at a CGM eating, a, eating a ice cream and then eating an ice cream while walking and it's a huge difference maker. The second thing is to drink tea with lemon, and if you're super up for it, like you really wanna optimize the situation, add some apple cider vinegar. So green tea and lemon are both diuretics, which means they'll make you go to the bathroom more. You're not directly eliminating sugar, but you are forcing your blood to pump through your kidneys faster, which is moving that sugar through. Now, if you add apple cider vinegar, Several studies show that consuming vinegar can increase the insulin response and reduce blood sugar spikes. Now, although it's always a great idea to have apple cider vinegar like 30 to 40 minutes before a really sugar-laden meal or a really, really big meal, it would still make a difference on the back end of it as well. So just a heads up there. And the other thing about this is staying hydrated with a lot of water is gonna help you feel full and it's gonna counteract the suppressed leptin levels. So you're gonna end up feeling fuller and not having your brain put you into like, oh my God, you need more sugar because you're crashing from this blood sugar crash. Okay, number four is eating a handful of nuts or a spoonful of almond butter. Now, I know this may seem counterintuitive, especially after eating a really, really big meal. But again, the goal is to blunt a blood sugar response and adding a little bit of fat and protein after a sugar-laden meal is one of the best ways to slow down a blood sugar spike. And again, this is if this is this conversation today is all about what if you just overate or you ate a ton of sugar? What do you do next, right? So you don't experience a crazy roller coaster and find yourself kind of stuck in that. But always the goal when you're consuming anything like this, like extra sugar, eating protein with it, eating fats with it, are always going to be super, super helpful. Last but not least, number five, and you are going to want to tune in to this one. Use effective super herbs to blunt a blood sugar spike by 30 plus percent. Studies have shown that herbs like berberine, genmina, and cinnamon can be extremely effective in controlling blood sugar and insulin spikes after a meal and in general. And research demonstrates that genmina specifically had similar mechanisms of action when compared to the diabetes and weight loss drug that everybody is talking about these days, osmetic. Although it's not nearly as strong as osmetic, nor does it cause the same side effects. What I love about Gemina is that it's very safe and it is phenomenal for reducing insulin resistance. Now, I want to kick off this particular super herb conversation with berberine, since it's most known for reducing glucose and insulin in the blood, and it's been compared in multiple studies to metformin in terms of effectiveness at reducing insulin resistance, the main driver of prediabetes and diabetes, affecting over 100 million people in this country today. Now, berberine has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Some of its uses include cholesterol reduction, weight loss, and blood sugar control. Now, studies have shown that it can reduce a blood sugar spike by 25% after you take it before or after a meal. Berberine does this by reducing the amount of sugar produced by the liver and increasing insulin sensitivity. It has been found to be as effective as some drugs used to treat type 2 diabetes today. Now, it does this by promoting insulin sensitivity supporting healthy insulin production, regulating metabolism, improving your body's ability to break down unused glucose, and slowing down carb absorption in your gut. Now, while berberine isn't the only super herb that helps balance blood sugar, it is certainly a heavy hitter used by many to balance out your metabolic health. Now, other herbs that are great for supporting healthy blood sugar and insulin levels while helping to modulate the immune system response and supporting healthy lipid levels, things like cholesterol, HDLs, and LDL, are gonna be gemmina. Gemmina, as I talked about earlier, is a powerful herbal medicine for insulin resistance, PCOS insulin resistance, high blood glucose, prediabetes, and type two diabetes. It does this by reducing cravings, it slows down carbon sugar absorption in the gut, it lowers blood sugar, it increases insulin production, improves cholesterol and triglyceride levels, prevents heart disease, and aids in weight loss. Research has found that gamina can reduce fasting, post-meal, and hemoglobin A1c levels in patients with prediabetes, insulin resistance, and type 2 diabetes. It has been found to increase the GLP-1 production in animal studies, causing insulin to be released. It's thought that this is the one of the mechanisms by which it's managing elevated blood sugar. It decreases glucose uptake from intestines, along with benefiting glycemic control. It reduces sugar cravings and appetite, in particular for sweets. It may support regeneration of pancreatic beta cells based on research on diabetic animals with diabetes and pancreatic damage. And it improves lipids like triglycerides and LDL cholesterol and protects the liver. Now, the next super herb I want to focus on is one that I use every single morning in my coffee, and that is cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamon is a potent antioxidant and also contains the mineral chromium. As a part of the glucose tolerance factor, chromium is required for proper functioning of insulin receptors and is widely recognized for helping to support insulin sensitivity, thereby lowering blood glucose levels naturally. So I always recommend swapping out that sugar or the sugar milks that you're using in your coffee for cinnamon and an unsweetened almond milk or coconut milk or whatever milk that you prefer. The next super herb is banaba extract. The active compound in banaba extract exerts insulin-like properties and can aid in managing blood glucose by helping to transport glucose out of the bloodstream and into cells to be used for energy by the mitochondria. Other herbs that I absolutely love that are inside of my glucose support supplement that really round out this really powerful herbal glucose regulator is gonna be American ginseng root, fenugreek, and um. Genmina extracts, as I mentioned earlier. These herbal ingredients play a critical role in blood sugar control, the uptake of glucose by muscle cells, and helps to maintain healthy blood lipids such as triglycerides and low-density lipoproteins known as LDLs. Hands down, I recommend taking a combination of these super, super herbs every single day, especially if you're in your 40s, where we start to see an uptick in insulin resistance. To maintain healthy blood glucose and insulin levels along with supporting cardiovascular health, through its antioxidant properties and ability to assist with healthy inflammatory responses. Now, my supplement, which I released last, I think it's last July, I think it was this month, um, sold out three times in a row. And I, I just have to say that we've had thousands of women taking it. And I cannot tell you how many people have come back to me and reported to me that it lowered their fasting glucose. It lowered their hemoglobin A1c. And in some cases, if people were able to actually test for fasting insulin, able to do that. Women have lost weight. They have less cravings. They've seen their metabolic markers improve because they are taking the supplement. Now, will the supplement alone get you all the results you're looking for? No, it won't. But when you, com- when you pair it up with walking after meals, when you pair it with metabolically healthy meals, um, it will do wonders. Now, will it do some amazing work on its own? Absolutely. Again, people who did not change anything else but just started taking glucose support saw remarkable changes in their blood labs. And that's what I wanted. That was why I created it. That was my goal. When it comes to an effective supplement, you really need a comprehensive solution that will address every root cause of metabolic dysfunction. And that's exactly what glucose support does. And it delivers. Now, the one thing I will say about glucose support is I do not recommend... um, for women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. So I haven't been able to personally take glucose support since I released it last year because I have still, I was still breastfeeding. Actually ended my breastfeeding journey finally this weekend and I started taking glucose support today, literally today. I am so freaking excited. So my recommendation when it comes to taking glucose support is I recommend taking two, um, two of the glucose support supplements before breakfast or before you break your fast because remember, the first meal of the day is the most important meal of the day because it sets the tone for your metabolism for the rest of the day, including your blood sugar and your insulin levels. And then I also recommend taking it at, at, in the evening right before dinner because that's when we are more insulin resistant. So I really want to be able to regulate your blood sugar and your insulin levels right before dinner. So that morning dosage, the two will get you through the day. And then the evening dosage will make sure that you have balanced blood sugar levels going into bedtime. So that is how I've seen the best results with the people that are taking it. Now, men and women can take glucose support. It's amazing for both. I just happen to serve women more and women happen to have more levels of insulin resistance earlier. So that's a big reason why I created it. So the big takeaway from the five tips that I gave you is that there's always something you can do to stabilize blood sugar and your metabolism. The biggest levers, again, to pull on a daily basis is walking after a meal, um, along with taking glucose support, or at least taking berberine, gamina, and chromium 20 minutes before or after a meal. Again, glucose support is one of the only supplements that I have seen out there um, that is ideal for supporting healthy insulin, glucose, and overall metabolism, right? So we're talking about not just blood sugar, but um, helping to support muscle cells, helping to support healthy blood lipids, triglycerides, I mean, across the board. So if you want to go and check out this glucose support supplement, which I highly recommend that you do, it is freaking amazing. I am so excited I can start taking it today. I will have the link in my show notes to go and check it out so that you can add it to your daily supplement routine. As always, thank you so much for listening to the Essentially You podcast. I am so happy you're here. If this show provided you with any tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing today, please subscribe to the show and take a moment and rate it. That way, women who are looking for information on their metabolism, their blood sugar, their hormones, perimenopause, menopause, energy, I mean, name it across the board. If women who are looking to understand their bodies and become the CEO of their health, they will have a place to land. That place is here. Again, until the next episode, have an amazing day.